Good evening, good evening on this awesome Sunday night. Oh, my word. Trust you had a phenomenal week and an awesome Sunday morning. Well, right now we have two services going, this one and the one in Franz Hook. And this morning we start 8 a.m. with services and then two services, 9.30, and then services at 10 a.m. And then this afternoon a mighty open-air services at Loftal World Prayer Center in the community, and right now, now we had great services with great attendances with the Word and the Spirit in combination moving to transform lives. Now we need to pray. Cape Town is on fire, and people are evacuated, the universities and everywhere, and we pray that that fire will cease in the name of Jesus, and nobody will lose their lives. Now this whole month of April... We are speaking on from process to the promise. Now, last week we said, don't oppose the promise. Don't fight the, the, the process. Because we all love promises, but we hate how to get there. <laughs> My word. Your personal trainer will show you pictures how you can look with muscles this size and a chest and a six and a twelve pack or what packs they are, you know. And, uh, but to get there is a process. And that's what God is helping us, that we get into the process so that we can experience the promise, the fulfillment of Calvary. Now, last week we have discovered one of the greatest tragedies in life is to live and never discover your purpose and your destiny. But worse than that is that you forfeit your destiny and the promises God has for you because of fear, doubt, and unbelief and working with logic and reason. Now, God never says, work with a calculator. He says, see the vision. <laughs> My word. Because logic works different and reason works different and everybody that tried in Scripture that was fighting the process, didn't want to get in the process, that they can experience the fulfillment of the promise. We see without process, there's no long liberty. Without process, there's no capacity because process is there to help you to develop the capacity so that you will accomplish and achieve What's God's desire? Romans chapter 12, 1 and 2 was a scripture that we was reading this morning. Don't be conformed to the world, but be changed. You see, you will really acknowledge and recognize the breed that God is busy with. The generation are completely different than people just go through life, cruise through life as survivors or just exist or maybe a bit successful because success can never come to the fullness until you lift success to significant success. Because a lot of people are successful, but they're not significant. And significance was right through the Bible in what Jesus taught us. Now, if there's one thing that I can help people, you know, if you add 10 years to your life, I'll be 75. Now, can you imagine how quickly... Ten years is passing. So we have time against us. Ephesians, Paul says, redeem the time. Afrikaans, quit dictate eight. Because days are evil. Now, if they said that time, days are evil. Can you imagine now? Now, I want to help you because to get into. Last week, we said, don't fight the process. This week, get in the process. Because if you get in the process it will help you. It's necessary, we said, to develop capacity. And process is necessary for longevity. Otherwise, you're going to be here today and tomorrow gone. That's not God's idea. Now, shortcuts will cut you short. That's why God didn't call us for shortcuts. He called us a preparation so that we can live in fulfillment of what God has designed. Now, I counsel many people, I'm pastor and talk to people, 
and they say, I wonder what is my purpose in life. And then I hear them say, your purpose differ from my purpose. And no, we all are supposed to be sons of God. We have a global purpose to live out for the king of glory. And that's what Jesus said. My word in John chapter 20, 21. Just as the father has sent me, I sent you. Because he's got the nations in store for you. You see, one thing that challenged us and cover tried to put you back and lock down in economy and excuses. Now we know excuses are fabricated out of hell because God doesn't want us to have excuses. It's potential connecting with greatness. Jesus walked and he said, follow me. My word, greatness was there to connect potential. And then they had excuses. I first want to bury my father and I bought land and I bought cows and sheep and whatever, marry a woman. And everybody had excuses and they missed greatness to connect with potential. Process unlocks the potential in you. You are greater tomorrow than what you are right now. And I'm going to help you tonight by the grace of God. How to tap in that because we are called to be salt and light. And the whole journey of process is about the heart. That's why scripture says, protect your heart more than anything. Why? Out of your heart flows the issues of life. Satan doesn't like a heart in relationship with God. And it's important at a time God says, just give me your heart. He wants our heart, ladies and gentlemen. It's not about just how religious I am and how anointed I am. Anointing is not enough. Now, I know a lot of people <laughs> raise their eyebrows, especially the charismatics now. What do you mean anointing is not enough? It's what I do because God can anoint a stick and he did it. And Moses, what do you have in your hand? A stick, stretch it out. It was anointed. God anointed another stick. When the axe head fell in the water in the book of Kings and the young prophet said, oh my Lord, it was borrowed. And he said, just show me. And he took a piece of wood, threw it in. The next moment, the axe head was floating on the water. Listen, what's important is when I combine everything what God says, and then I will experience. Now, this morning, we discover God's way of doing things is the process. Matthew chapter 4, Jesus made the statement, verse 4, man shall not live from bread alone, <laughs> or from influence of the devil, because Satan tries to get Jesus. If you, he tries to challenge his identity and his purpose. If you are the son of God, turn the stones into bread. And he said, man shall not live. Their lives will not be upheld or sustained by bread alone, but by every word, every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And then when Jesus opened his mouth, it was the word of God came out. Just as my father has sent me, I send you. Jesus made the statement in the same John puts it in writing. Jesus said, the works I have done, you will do them also. You see, that's God's purpose for your life and you will do greater works. But to get in that process of doing that, Jesus was 30 years in a process for three and a half years of ministry. Adam and Eve <laughs> never developed the process, God says, and he blessed them. The blessing is there. Now to develop that, multiply. Oh, my word. <laughs> Be fruitful. Multiply. Replenish the earth. Amplify classing and use all its vast resources. You read and amplified first for God and then for men. People think, no, it's first for me and God second. No, God doesn't want to be second in your life. See, that's where we make the mistake and fear gets hold of us. And then we go in a different direction than following the process through what Jesus suffered obedience came forth that's another word 
the obedience. And this is that what we discover. Matthew 6, 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Find out how God is operating. And then you do alike. Just do it as God is doing. Then all the cars and the houses and the land and everything will be added unto you. People in these modern days first seek the things before they want to do the kingdom things. And that's why it's not working. (laughs) The enemy I've learned in my short life with God, 52 years that I'm serving God, 46 years in ministry. If Satan cannot pull you down, he will push you up and pump the flesh and push you and come with my word, the seduction and of the riches and all the things of the world. And when you're on high, then he push you over and you tumble. That's why we need to be alert. Say, I have the anointing and I'm not ignorant of the devices of the enemy. Now tonight, I want to pick up so that you can go further in the process because we have one Sunday left. Then April is over. And that's phenomenal because the first Adam did not stick to the process. He hand over high treason, the keys that he possessed that God gave him in Genesis 1, 26. Let make man in our likeness image. So God is a multiplicator. And God is saying, let the seed produce the harvest. So we need to move from seed to harvest. And then 27, and then 26 says, and he gave them complete authority. 27, he created men and women. 28, and he blessed them. And then he said, now Adam and Eve stepped on the booby trap. They were in that phenomenal position. And Genesis 3, Satan hand over to Satan. And suddenly he's got what God intended for his people came in the wrong person's or wrong being's hands or possession. So spiritual death came while God is spiritual life. Healing health <laughs> end up and sickness and disease came because Satan is the one that makes sick. And God had complete health, walking in complete health. And then poverty, lack and death came. While God here says my word, abundant life, the overflowing life. John 10, 10, I came that you might have life, the Zoe of God. How will you have it? You will have it to the overflow. So God is in the overflow business. But I need to change because your mind will be bombarded. With so the Satan works with the speed of a thought. And uh, If you can manage your mind, you will be able to manage and change your life. And this is where we pick up tonight because Abraham has to go through the process to experience the promise. And this is so phenomenal. Now, the word process means it's a series of actions or steps taken in order to achieve, to achieve my word, this is so wonderful to achieve. That's the, the, the thing about process, to achieve a particular end, the promise. The procedure, also process, means an established or official way of doing some things. That's God's way of operation, Matthew 6.33. And uh, now Colossians tells us that Christ redeem us from the curse of the law. So we no longer under the curse. We are delivered now. There is no longer spiritual death upon us when we accept Jesus. We have spiritual life. We qualify to walk in the complete health. My word, you you qualify for miracles. A miracle is God's second best to get you in his very best that you will have a life complete with complete health and complete prosperity. That's God's desire, the process. And uh, so I want to help you because in John comes with a word, Jesus speaking. Now, if you read in the Amplified, it's serious, it's read, <laughs> written. He says in John eight thirty one. Now, this is so profound. So Jesus said to those Jews who had believed in him, if you abide in my word, Hold fast to my teachings and live in accordance with them. 
then you are truly my disciples. Oh, don't miss that. Then verse number 32. Then you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. Oh, my word. Now, not knowing the truth, uh, knowing the truth alone doesn't help. Jesus said in the previous scripture, you must do it. So it's knowing and doing that brings freedom. Because <laughs> the book of Isaiah chapter 5 says, my people goes in captivity to their enemies. They become slaves. They are in prison. Because of one thing, a lack of knowledge. They reject knowledge. Now, this is a thing. That's why she will open his mouth and it goes on. It's sad that God's people become slaves of the enemy while they're the people that is, they qualify for the inheritance. Everything that is our fathers belong to us. Say it's mine. Somebody shot over this airwave. Say, this is mine. What God said, it is mine. And we need to take it out of the hands of the enemy because you need to have a clear vision. You need to see the scripture. What is ours in Christ, our inheritance, our rights and privileges as sons and daughters of God. You see, God's people are not powerless. They're powerful. They're people of impact. They're people of purpose. My word, they people, come on, somebody that are called world changers, salt and light of the earth. And that's what needs to happen. Now, now the devil opposes. Listen, many of God's people and keeps them in bondage. So our biggest problem is not the devil, he's defeated. Our biggest problem is not knowing a lack of knowledge and keep that word alive inside of us and keeps them in bondage because they don't know who they are in Christ. You're not worm Jacob. <laughs> if you know Jesus, you're no longer a sinner. You was a sinner. You are now saved by grace. You are now a son and a daughter of God when you are led by the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody. Now, the devil knows, and I'm not here to give any credit to him. If the believer ever finds out who they are and start to fight and to use the scripture and demonstrate his defeat, he knows they will win because he knows he is already defeated by the finished work of Calvary. Now, I said in the beginning, it's all about the heart. He wants your heart polluted, and to pollute your heart, he needs to mess with your mind. Now, Abraham, in the book of James, is a powerful thing. He says, and scripture was fulfilled, listen, words and that said, Abraham believed God. Abraham believed God. And he was called God's friend. The process to the promise. How did Abraham, he was barren, him and Osarki, they were so barren as a stick. But they had a word from God. He had to believe God. Get in the process to the promise. Stop saying we old. Stop saying nothing can happen. Sarah, stop laughing. God had to change their names. And the moment when he changed their names to father of many nations, within nine months, Isaac came. They wasted 24 years. If you read scripture in context, it's in that year when God changed their names and Isaac came. Now, John chapter 15, Jesus said, he said, you are my friends. Ooh. 
if you do what I command you, what will I be? A friend of God. Now, you see, the enemy doesn't like this kind of things. He wants stories and he wants you to know how bad you are and how horrible and there's no hope and you're open for the opinions. Stop listening to the opinions of people. They like noses. Everybody's got one. Start operating that the truth can set you free by doing the truth. So what the enemy tries to convince us is nothing worth fighting for. This is all what life is now and the lockdown and we're passing here and we're in another time of lockdown and the covet and everything. And you know it's like a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow and he make Christians satisfy. It's one day there when I die, I have everything. Oh, you don't need money when you're dead. <laughs> you need it now to complete your godly assignment. You don't need healing. There's nobody sick <laughs> in eternal life. Nobody is tearful. Nobody is sad. Nobody is depressed. Nobody is lost. Man, it's a pot of gold that the enemy tries and a yellow carrot to hold it be one day there. No, God said it's now in this life yours and the enemy doesn't want you to get that information or a revelation see the truth is our inheritance came to us through Jesus's death and he willed it to us that's why the new testament the last will and testament of Jesus and it's for right here, right now. <laughs> I don't need power of the devil one day there. I have it now. Look, chapter 10, 19. I gave you authority and power over all the works, all the power of the enemy, that nothing will harm you. You see, God doesn't plan calamity for you as his child in Goshen. The Goshen factor must come. <laughs> The, 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 the angel of death wasn't looking. Who's in the room? He was looking for the blood on the doorpost. And that makes the difference. Now, <laughs> this is what we must do. Get in the word and start searching out what is my inheritance. That's why we do the series. Get a revelation of what belongs to us and begin to see yourself living in the fullness of the life of Jesus that he brought to us through his death, his burial, his resurrection, his ascension, the outpouring of the Spirit in you. Turn to somebody and say, Hey! It's time to stake the claim. <laughs> you see, you, you people may criticize the name and name it and claim it philosophy. <laughs> people say, oh, are you also one of that slab and grab it and name it and claim it? I know you are Haganite. I say, what are you talking about? That Hagen impacted my life. But uh, the just shall live by faith. Not from one point check to another, one miracle to another, not from survival to survival. The just, Hebrews chapter 10, 38, shall live by faith. And that's what God has for us. You see, search out your inheritance, what belongs to you. And if you do not stake your claim, listen, concerning the promises of God, and you do not personalize them, oh my word, you will never possess them. It's yours. God gave it. You can say, well, I believe the Bible. It's true. I believe every promise from cover to cover. But if you do not know what those promises are, and you do not personalize them, and stake your claim concerning them, you will never experience them or remain the pot of gold somewhere. Many of God's people, and this is sad, 
Because many of God's people miss out on the inheritance, the fullness of what Jesus did for them. Because they are waiting for God to give them what is already their inheritance. The promises by inheritance is already yours. Every promise is yea and amen. It's a done deal concerning you. God wants you. That's the promise. But how do I get it? I need to work the word. Because if you don't work the word, you're going to abort that promise and the promise will be replaced by some other experience. And you will just float through life, never victorious, be self-centered about problematic instead of promise living in the mighty name. <laughs> Many times we are praying and ask God for things that are already ours. Say it's mine. Somebody just shout and say, it is mine. Whatever, listen, as long as God is for me and he will never leave or forsake me, <laughs> nothing can be against me. I have authority and dominion over the works of the enemy. All what you need is a word. Somebody shall say, I've got the word. <laughs> Hebrews 4.12, that word is alive, energizing or powerful separate between the problem and the solution. Say, I have the word. <laughs> I have the word of God. You see, that's all you need is a word. You need a word from God. When you've got a word from God, you can sleep like a baby. <laughs> I said last Sunday in the den of lions. You can walk through the fiery furnace, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They had the word. You can do the impossible. If you can believe the impossible will become possible. You can bring down every Goliath, every obstacle, everything that tries to come and challenge oh, the great I am that's living inside of you. <laughs> David with a little leather and a rock. He, my word, he conquered Goliath. You can have your meal barrel full and your curse of oil full, a cruise of oil full in the middle of famine. Now, all what it takes is a word. Somebody say the word. Because if I do the word, I'll be called a friend of God. Say a friend. Remember that song. I am a friend of God. I am a friend. Now, you only a friend, Jesus said, and a true disciple. If you're not only hearing, but you're listening, and you do the word, become doers of the word. Now, Peter had a word from God. <laughs> they were f catching feasts and toil all night, and nothing happened. And <laughs> now, now, Jesus gave him a word. Jesus was the living word. Man will live from every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. He says, launch out into the deep and let down your nets. <laughs> oh, my word. And Peter said, Lord, excuse us again. Lord, how many times did God tell you to do it, to went to the extreme, to lift up your expectations, to lift your level of giving, lift your level of commitment, lift your level of praising, lift your level of prayer, lift your level of believing God. And then excuses come. Peter said, Lord, <laughs> we've twelve, we worked hard all night long and haven't caught anything. We haven't caught, Jesus, do you hear? We haven't caught anything. Not even a little thing. But I want you to stop right here now. This is very interesting. How long are you and I going to keep doing what doesn't work? <laughs> Church has got so many programs while the lost is dying and go to hell. Another program. Another meeting. Another church board meeting. 
another gathering. No. How long will we carry on and doing things that doesn't work? <laughs> How long are you going to keep on trying to make something happen before you turn it over to God and do it God's way? Matthew 6.33. Now, the miracle here was not in the knowing or only in the believing. It was in the doing. <laughs> they tried to bring their wisdom to Jesus, but Jesus works in a different dimension about us. <laughs> Listen, this is so awesome. And finally, Peter said, so I need three things. I need to know. I need to believe. Then I must do that move mountains. That brings the impossibilities to possible. See, it's not a very big formula. You need an angel now to appear and get, no, no, it's in the word. <laughs> it's the word. I believe in angels. I believe in the Holy Ghost. I believe in the gifts. I believe in prophecy. I believe in the power. I believe in revival. I believe in everything. What God's word says. But believing is not enough. Knowing is not enough. The key is in the doing. If I can just motivate you. Peter had to get out of the boat at one time. He had a choice, sit in the boat or walk on the water. You see? <laughs> now, and Peter said, nevertheless, at thy word, we will let down the nets. <laughs> he came, somebody shout, say process. Say, I am in my process. I am in the process. That's why I'm moving in my promise because if I do it, somebody shout, say, I'm stepping into, <laughs> into my process for my promise. And then when Peter obeyed the word of God, <laughs> he went into, out of no flow, out of little flow, <laughs> out of underflow into the overflow. <laughs> One word from God changed Peter's circumstances. You're one word away from obeying that word to get greatness out of you, to get that financial breakthrough that you can live out God's vision and stop limiting yourself. One word from God, obedience, protect your heart. One word from God. He went from nothing and from excuses to too much in one step, from emptiness to overflow in one step of obedience, from broke, busted, disgusted, to blessed, happy, and wealthy in one step. He had such an abundance. Now, God never pour out abundance on you for selfishness. It's always that a blessing will flow, and yet it happens. He had such an abundance of fish, it almost sank his boat. He had to call others to come and help bring in the blessing. Come on, the process to your blessing is obedience. Obedience. First, I have to have the word. Then I need to make up my mind a choice. You choose Deuteronomy 30. I hope before you left and died the curse and the blessing, you choose. Because near you is the word, in your mouth, in your mind, and in your heart, Deuteronomy 30. So it starts with information that must develop to a transformation. Then when I have that word, the revelation word, a word that is revealed, I must make the choice. Am I going to embrace the word and live in the word, or am I going to stand neutral? And be a doubting Thomas. I will first believe when I see. Now, listen. It was such an abundance of blessing. It nearly sank the boat. <laughs> Though weeping may endure in the night. Joy. Somebody say joy come in the morning. The power lies in the doing. Peter went from a night season of weary and toilsome 
fruitless endeavor to a morning season of overflow and joy and blessings in one step. One act of obedience can change your whole situation in a minute. I'm closing. Let me prophesy tonight to somebody. Let me release a word to somebody that has faith to grab it and get hold of it. Somebody that's watching right now, you won't step away from your miracle, your breakthrough, your turnaround. You are at your tipping point so that you can go higher and experience the fullness of God. One step away from a too much blessing. Now, this is the key. You've got to put in time <laughs> of toiling. And you've tried and confessed and waiting and watching. And I just came to tell you tonight, you're one step away from what you believe in God for and acting upon that word. Numbers 23 says, God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, he will do it. If he has spoken it, he will make it good. <clears throat> That's the same with the Hebrew children. They had to step into the water to get their breakthrough. Now you one minute away from put great faith in action and to initiate, activate that miracle. See, this is where we read Joshua 1.8 over and over, and I'm really landing and closing the process to your promise. You must get the word. What does the word say about your situation? By stripes I'm healed. Doctor say you're going to die. Doctor said cover. Doctor said cancer. Doctor said sugar diabetes. Doctor said, I understand. All, all the blood tests and everything shows that. Yeah, but what does the word say? By his stripes I have been made whole. I am healed. Peter said, past it. I have been healed. That's what the... So I must get hold of that word. It's my promise. Now I must stand on that promise, getting my mouth in alignment with what the promise said. I don't need to pray now. I can... Jesus said, whatever you believe with the heart, you can have it. I base it on, I can have what I say because it's in the word. Jesus, if it's your will, will you please heal me? Jesus said... Why do you ask if it's my will? It is my will. Be healed. <laughs> Every time when he healed somebody, he said, do you believe I can heal you? Yes, Lord. Take up your bed and walk. You had to put action. Come on, people. Prayer is very important. But faith will, declaration will work without prayer. But prayer cannot work without faith, believing that God is faithful to his word. And here in Joshua, and Moses died. God turned from dead Moses to a living Joshua, verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. So I need the word here. But you shall meditate. I need it here and in my heart. Day and night. By his stripes I've been made whole. I am a giver. That's why I can stand with liberty. And God will honor that word. If I'm stingy, that word will not work. If I'm in unforgiveness, nothing about faith can work because Faith worketh by love. When you pray, Jesus said, forgive if you have something. Come on, somebody. My word. Meditate that word. My God shall supply all of my needs according to his preachers. Become a good steward. Become a giver. Become a, a sower in the kingdom. Take care of God's business. God will take care of your business. Take care of God's family. God will take care of your family. Come on, somebody. He says, meditate on a day and night. Why? That you may observe and do and do and do according to all that is written in it. Remember, they need to cross the Jordan. They need to take hold of cities, 32 kings and 36 kings. How many kings and cities? And God didn't tell him about all this. God said, just here is my word. If you stand in my word, Something will try to hinder the process. But <laughs> now, now remember when they got to I, 
A man, somebody tried to hinder the process inspired by the enemy. That's why the people conquered them and Joshua cried and said, God, what's wrong? You told us. And the Lord said, somebody took what belongs to me. They tried to fight the process. He says, that you may observe and do according to all that is written. Point. For then, when, when the, you meditate the word, the word is in your mouth, you observe the word, you do the word, for then God shall make. No. The word works. That's God's word spoken. God works with his word. For then, because I, Joshua, if you work with the word, for then you shall make your way prosperous. And then you shall deal wisely and have good success. Have not I commanded you, be strong, vigorous, and very courageous. Be not afraid, neither be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Somebody shout, say, I'm in the process. Say process. Process gives me long levity. Process develop my capacity. Process takes, let me take hold of my promise. I qualify for everything in this book that is mine. God said it. That settles it. Now, meditation. Joshua 1.8, meditation, meditate the word. Not an Easter thing where you sit with your hands and no, no, meditation is the avenue through which information becomes a revelation. Oh my word. Now, listen, God said, be strong. I will not fail you. Verse five, six, be strong, confident, and of good courage, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land which I swore to your fathers. You have the fullness inside of you. God wants you to shake off all this excess baggage that tries to fight the process and be like Jesus in Gethsemane because the strongest thing against the will of God is our own will. And pray the prayer, Father, if it's your will, let this cup pass me by. And after the second, third time, Jesus said, not my will, but your will be done. But he prayed with such earnestly that the sweat became blood and he starts shedding blood. The first place, because high treason, <laughs> moving out of the process, happened in the Garden of Eden and Jesus redeemed that curse that was in that happened in the garden so that you and I can be free, live in God's will, God's way of doing, God's way of operating. Do it just as God. That's why Jesus said, just as my father has sent me, I sent you. You are called to be the greatest disciple maker to win the lost. Pray the Lord of the harvest, Matthew chapter nine, intercessory prayer. To thrust, to push out the laborers because the Bible said Jesus was moved with compassion. Oh my word, the Amplified Classic tells me something about the scripture that moves my heart every time when I think it, when I read it. Listen to what he says. This is how the people were. And he says in Matthew 9, when he saw now it's the people, the throngs. He was moved with pity and sympathy for them because they were bewildered, harassed, distressed, and dejected and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then Jesus said to his disciples, instruction, just as my father has sent me, I sent you disciples. The harvest is indeed plentiful but the laborers are few. So pray the Lord of the harvest to force out Amplified and thrust laborers into his harvest. Chapter 10, verse 1, And Jesus summoned to him his 12 disciples, gave them power and authority over unclean spirits, and he sent them in, and they were on their kingdom 
mission. This time of lockdown, this time of April, we should have done this. I'm serving God. We should have done that for 52 years. Start 52 years ago. Is to live out our kingdom mission. And you've heard me say Matthew chapter 5, 6, 7, kingdom lifestyle, how to live as a disciple, as a son, as a friend, to become a friend of God. Chapter 8 and 9, the twist came. Kingdom mission. You are on a mission. The unemployment of heavens are Heaven are closed. I challenge you tonight. Become that laborer in his field. Become that laborer. Because it's God's kingdom business that guarantee when you do it my way, Matthew 6, 33. Can I read it to you? And then we're going to pray. Matthew 6, 33, amplified. But seek, aim at, and strive after first of all his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing, and being right, his way of doing, do it as God is doing, and do it as God is doing in the right way, God's pattern, God's way, and then all these things taken together will be given you besides, so do not worry or be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will have worries and anxieties of its own, sufficient for each day is its own trouble, but when you seek first the kingdom, you will have to the overflow. And tonight I challenge you, if you don't know Jesus, it starts with get the information, be born again, <laughs> make a quality decision. You choose between life and death, the curse and the blessing, which way you're going to follow. He said, by loving the Lord your God, you choose life and you choose the blessing by putting God first in every aspect of your life. If God is not first, you're in big trouble because then other things are taking hold. First in time, first in day, first in money, first in operation, first in everything. God said, I want to be first, not second, third, fourth, or fifth. First is the principle, seek ye first. Now, if you don't know Jesus tonight, I want you to pray this prayer. Make a quality decision. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you right now. I, I acknowledge I come short of the glory of God. Your word says, Lord, if I call upon the name of the Lord, I will be saved. Jesus, save me. Forgive me my sin. Wash me in the blood. Cleanse me. Put my name in the book of life. <laughs> Lord, from this night, I'm going to serve you. I'm not only going to be a church goer or a church member. We need to be in a local church. Planted that you can flourish. But Lord, I'm going to be a disciple maker. I'm going to win the lost for any cost. I'm going to be trained. I'm coming in the process to be a powerful disciple maker. In the mighty name of Jesus. If you say my word. I have the word of God, one word from God. I'm not like, I'm not no longer going to argue. I'm no longer going to fight the process. I hand over my will. Remember the song we sang it in the powerful revival that we've experienced until the lockdown. I give myself away so that you can use me. God needs you. He's the head. He needs the body to connect and he wants to do it through you. Say, God, I come in the process. I hand myself over. I'm like gold. How, how hotter the fire, how more heat, how more purified it comes out. Every excess nonsense burn away from me so that I can build with precious stones, gold and silver and not with hay, stubble and grass. Come on, somebody, so that your name can be glorified. Whom shall I send? Whom shall I go? Shall go for me? The book of Isaiah and tell God tonight. Tell him, tell him. You, you, you can tell him as your, my children can tell me anything. Say, God, you don't need to look any further. Here I am, that laborer into your harvest field. And I'm going to work with God and for God so that I can be built up and your name can be lifted high. You were created by God, for God, by God, for God, so that God can enjoy you. 
we love you. You're phenomenal. If you need miracle healing, say, Jesus, by your stripes I'm healed. I let go of doubt and fear and a negative confession. And from this night on, I speak my health and my healing, the heart you need, the kidneys you need, <clears throat> whatever condition. Say, God, I thank you. By your stripes I have been made whole and I'm healed. If you need financial breakthrough, and most people, that's the request. I said, become a giver. No, I cannot. I don't. I said, become a giver. The widow of Zerapath had to take a risk or she could stay comfortable with a little oil and flour while God had a big supply of overflow for her. And when she took the risk, faith, the miracle happened. When Peter took the risk of putting on your word, he had overflow. Overflow is your portion. Never underflow, never no flow, or never little flow. Overflow so that you can complete your godly assignment on the face of the earth without delays. I pull down every stronghold of fear, of doubt, of unbelief in the mighty name of Jesus. Everything Satan holds onto that belongs to you, we say, take your hands off. Now say it to the devil. Say it. Keep on saying it. Say it's mine. I will not let go until it manifests in greatness. Because, say, I'm in the process. Say process. And I'm going to see the promise manifest. We love you. Gustav de Toy, Western Cape, South Africa, Loftal International. Oh, my word. Don't forget tomorrow morning from Monday to Saturdays, the keys of faith that can move mountains. Tomorrow night, Power School of Leaders at 7 p.m., and the life classes be trained as a disciple, the effective disciple for Jesus. Don't be a blind person that wants to lead a blind. No, get information, get training, get me equipped, hallelujah, so that you can change the world. And then the 7 p.m. prayer, Zoom prayer with Pastor Emila. Tuesday night prayer time at LWPC and 105 Wapnick Street, the hotel, to prayer meetings. Wednesday morning leadership, 9 a.m., Everybody come for that leadership. We share principles that can help you. Every believer is a leader. And God wants you to lead with power. Wednesday night, every musician, dancer, singer, if you have that talents, come that God can use you. He never gave it to you to be on parade. And uh, then Friday night, all the young people, whoa, 7 p.m. at number four, Eagle Street, Loftal uh, International Conference Facility. And then Saturday morning, Pastor Corky's, John Corky's funeral at LWPC. One of the pastors that was in Oatshorn, and we're gonna celebrate his homecoming. Then uh, three o'clock that afternoon, young people at LWPC. Then Sunday morning, the 8 a.m. Afrikaans. Invite people, tell people, share this. 9.30, the two English services. Then 10 o'clock, the Afrikaans services. Then 6 p.m., Again, the broadcast here and then the Afrikaans service in Franschhoek. God bless you. We love you. Pray for us. Send us your prayer requests. Send us your testimonies. There's so many testimonies all over the world. And so in life where you want to go, partner with us to destroy the yoke of the enemy. We love you and you're phenomenal. Until tomorrow.